Welcome back to another episode of Voice of the Generation. I am your host, Imani, and this is the number one podcast for culture shifters. Join with me today, I have... Elian Ansa. Woohoo! Hey! Yeah, hey! So, Elian, who are you? Um, That's a... Just start the podcast off. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, my name is Elian Ansa. Um, I'm 21 years old. Um, I love to sing. Mm-hmm. Respectfully, I love the Lord. I love to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. I love seeing people accept him. And just, I like seeing people my age and older, of course, become who they are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you do in church right now? Um, Right now in church, I sing. I am a part of the Victory Worship Team. Um, I do BGVs. That's background vocals. So, you know, when they need a tenor, they, Elian's their guy. Sometimes I lead. You know, I love to lead. Love to sing background. Really doesn't matter. Also, I also lead Bible study. I co-lead with another mm-hmm. person. Uh, Bible studies, you know, we do that every other Monday. Feel free to slide. Victory Christian Fellowship <laughs> for Bible study. But, uh, yeah, just co-leading that, doing Bible study, just preaching to young people. Mm-hmm. That's really it. You know, we actually grew up together. And when I, when we were younger, I didn't we necessarily... <laughs> basically. Yeah. Blood couldn't make us closer. But when we were younger, I didn't see you as a leader. Mm. And <laughs> that's the that's the that's the hard truth. I didn't, and now I see you as a person of influence. I see you as a culture shifter. Uh, I see you as somebody doing great things and changing the narrative and inspiring people to do better. So, they, okay, it's like when your family member tells you to come on a podcast, you think it's just gonna be cool, <laughs> but like this is about to be one of the funniest podcasts in the world. It's hilarious. I love Imani. She's awesome. <laughs> I've known her forever. But to hear you say all that is actually really, it's, you know, when like a stranger comes up to me and says, Elian, you know, you're so great now, like you're doing all this, you know, it's nice, it's heartwarming. But when you hear someone else say it, that's like, you actually know, it's like, this person knew me back when I used to be crazy. And now I'm like, mm-hmm. more calm. <laughs> but like, yeah, that. thank you so much. I really appreciate mm-hmm. it. And seeing what you're doing too, look at this. We got lights, mics. Sound production, got a sound guy, media guy, and look, and it's Romper doing your thing. All like <laughs> Romper. Funny. Hey. But yeah, was there ever a point in your life where you felt like worthless? Mm. Dang. Dang. Take me back. I'd say actually a little over a year ago. Mm. Yeah. What yeah. happened? So basically, like, like when people see like Elion now. Like they don't really know like where, like where I came from. Like I used to be a really big, like, I don't, I don't want to say like party dude, but I was a big party dude, right? Mm-hmm. And like I used to hang out with like a lot of people, do a lot of things, intake a lot of things, alcohol, mm-hmm. marijuana, things of such. Like you know, college people do. So you know, but like I always used to be around a lot of people. You know, I was out Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Smiling in front of everyone's face. Like, you see me, I smile a lot now. But this smile is real. Back then, my smile was like, it was like, it was like, a, it was so forced. Like, <laughs> it was like, I'm smiling. I'm doing all this stuff right here, right now. But there's no real joy. Like, I felt like life was just day to day. What am I going to do next? What am I going to be when I get older? Where is all this going? Why am I really in school? Like, I'm failing all these classes. What am I really going to do with graduation and all this stuff? But... Yeah, I'd say back then is when I really felt like life was worthless. I got into a lot of trouble. I used to do a lot of stupid things. And one day, it actually felt as though like life was 
enough. Mm-hmm. So one day I really like decided I was sitting on my bathroom floor in my apartment. And I was like, hmm. Like, it's funny though, because like I can like smile about it now, mm-hmm. like see where it comes from. But like it was like that night, I was really like, life is enough. And I was really made my mind up to say life is enough. So yeah, that was like my low point mm-hmm. before things switched. So it sounds like you had felt invisible at a certain point in your life. Mm-hmm. And so can you take me back? Like, have you always felt invisible or did you, was that just a sudden feeling? Mm, I would say you feel so invisible that you try to make yourself as seen as possible. Mm. It's like the, I would always want the lights on me. I'd always want people to see me because I never felt like anyone really saw the real me like I could never have a real conversation with people like I could never really ask someone for help the way someone would ask me for help and I was like okay cool like I see everybody I see what's wrong with everyone but does anyone really see what's wrong with me mm-hmm. no like I'm on I'm on church I'm in church singing on Sunday like all the bright lights and all this great stuff but like still like when I get nothing's off this stage, fulfilling. nothing's fulfilling. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I try to do a bunch of stuff to bring that feeling in. But yeah, I'd still say it just leads to vanity, I would say. Mm. Worthlessness. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so when did you start realizing that you had a voice? Um, I mean, I've always known that I've had like a singing voice. Mm-hmm. Like since I was 15, and, you know, I stepped on stage and like, you know, people would lift their hands up, say hallelujah, all this great stuff. I'm like, okay, cool. Elion can sing a little bit. That's great. That's great. Elion can sing a little bit. He has a nice voice. But, like, I realized I had a voice, like, when all my friends, like, they would see, like, when I started doing a lot of dumb stuff, they would always say, yo, bro, like, why are you doing this? Like, you never used to do this. Like, we really used to look up to you. You used to be the one who would tell us about God and all this stuff. Now you're doing A, B, and C. So then I was like, oh, wow, like, people watch me. Like, people see what I do. And that taught me, like, even when you think there's no one seeing what you're doing, like, even you with this podcast right now, there's someone watching you. Either they're outside looking through one of them house windows. But, oh, like, <laughs> but like seriously, someone's always watching what you're doing. So when, like, I started going down that path in life, I was like, wow, so people see what I do. Mm-hmm. But still, it was as though, like, but I'm going so far down, like, I will never be able to regain their trust or anything. So... Yeah, that was that phase of life. What would you say to the person that is in that phase of life right now? I would tell you that as deep of a grave that you dig yourself, there is a ladder tall enough to get you up. What does that mean to you? Like, it doesn't matter how far down you get. It doesn't matter how crazy you think life may be. Mm-hmm. Like, truly, you could have done the worst thing in the world. And you could really see yourself as someone who has no purpose on this world, but there's always going to be somewhere where you fit. There's always going to be someone whose life you can change. There's always an opportunity for you to grow. And that's what I had to tell myself, that it wasn't just in like, I'm not going to be this dude in one day. Like, Mm -hmm. if I'm at this low point, okay, it starts with my days. Let's just take my days. But then even my days were too big. I said, let's go with the hours. But the hours were too big. So I said, let's go with the moment. So you just take every moment, mm-hmm. and every moment just leads moment to moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. What does it mean to have a voice in this generation? Sheesh. 
That's a tough question because a lot of people have a voice in this generation. I mean, mm-hmm. you can go post something on social media. You can start you a podcast a and talk about something stupid. You have a voice. Like, <laughs> yeah. all you need is a microphone and some cameras. You got a voice. Mm-hmm. But I would say to have a voice in this generation means oh, this generation sometimes is it's so beautiful. But sometimes because of its beauty and potential, it makes you kind of... But I'll say to have a voice, it means that people look up to you. Yeah. It means that people want to hear you, even if it's only one person that listens or if it's 1,000 people that listen. Like if you speak and people look to you and they stay quiet and they're locked in, you have a voice and that voice matters. So I believe every voice matters. Mm-hmm. Just don't use it for some dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I think that there's a lot of leadership potential, but it's disguised as trouble adversity failure Mm -hmm. and so on and so forth everything Mm -hmm. that culture says is the wrong thing to do Mm. and i think that we don't do a good job of acknowledging how our failures actually birth something that is bigger than us Mm -hmm. like you had to go through a low point to get to a high point to reach somebody Mm -hmm. and that's what what failing looks like you're supposed to fail yeah learn the lesson and reach back and get somebody. Mm-hmm. And so in reaching back to get somebody, how do you um, get that person without projecting former emotions on them? Mm. I would say empathy and forgiveness of self. Mm. Like to be a leader, to be a, I would want to say to be a great leader that people can trust and follow, you have to understand that you yourself aren't perfect. And the person who you used to be is no longer the person who you are. Because it's very easy to see someone do something that you used to do and then like just come at them with fire and like anger. Because you're now looking at them like they were you from the past. (laughs) And that's how you would have talked to yourself. Like Mm -hmm. if I like right now see like one of my bros like drinking like back then, I used to be like, bro, don't do this. Don't do this. It's going to take you here, here, down this path. No, bro, you'll die. Don't Mm -hmm. do it. But like it's like at the same time, like. I wasn't thinking like that. I knew if someone came to me at that point in time with the same kind of fire, I would have been like, bro, get out of my face. Like, uh-huh. what, are you do- what are you doing? So you got to find empathy. Like, he's doing this right now for a reason. Like, he finds satisfaction in these parties, in these bottles, like, like you used to as well. Mm-hmm. So you have to show yourself forgiveness in the past version you're supposed to be. Know that that person's not there. And then come to people with empathy. Like, no one's perfect, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So literally, like, I take that as no one is perfect. Everyone does something for a reason. So I do my best to try to understand that reason and try to show them a new scope of truth to where they can take this new option that I present and take away what they're doing, but still give them the what they're truly looking for, mm-hmm. not that satisfaction of what they're looking for. And so it sounds like you give people access to you. Yeah. Like access to your story, <laughs> access to your vulnerability, yeah. access to your truth, and so forth. Um, how do you make sure that you give access that is quality, mm. but there's still boundaries placed in that access? Mm. Or have you ever? Nah. Like one thing about me, like as you see, like I tell tell people right now like hi my name is Elion like I <laughs> contemplated suicide before like mm-hmm. like not even to be funny but like that's literally like the energy I come to people with because I like, didn't even know that yeah a lot of people don't until I tell them I was I was actually thinking before I said I was like did I tell you money this then I was no. looking at your face I was like 
I didn't tell her this. I, I probably never knew. I probably should have warned her. And I was like, dude, disclaimer. But this is what it's about. It's about this giving like, raw, uncut. Because I was saying, like, you uncensored. told me you were like, you were like, be vulnerable. I was like, yes. okay, cool. I'm going to just tell them the whole story. But somebody start, needs to hear yeah, that. Yeah, I'm okay. saying. I was saying the story, and then you was just looking at me like I was crazy. And then I was like, yeah. But okay, question about yes. access. Yes. So one thing about me, like, as you can see, I'm very vulnerable. Mm -hmm. So when I meet someone who I feel as though is going down the wrong path or isn't or could be doing more mm -hmm. then I try to show them my story but sometimes when you give people access it create it's like an open door mm -hmm. and people will run through that door <laughs> they, <laughs> they will run will. through it they will yes. run you know that through that song you've been running you've been yes. running <laughs> yes bro like what they will run through that door. They will kick it down. If you close it, they will get someone and help them push it. Yes. Like people love when you open up your arms, when you open up access to them, which I find great. But like at the same time, it's it's a lot because you take a, a bunch of people in. Yeah. And like it got to the point where like I literally one day was like it was like 15 to 20 people. In my phone, like really, like what were you doing with fifteen to twenty people? Helping them out, like you just help out people with their problems. Like they come to Bible study and they leave, you give them your phone number. Uh -huh. You the dude who just talked to Bible study the whole time. That was like, bro, bro, how do I stop? How do I stop this? How do I stop that? Some girl, how do I stop this? How do I stop my boyfriend, my girlfriend? No, 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 no. I'm like, oh my gosh, because they like, like you've been through it all, yeah. or like, like you're still going through stuff, but you've conquered what they went through. But then I had to learn, like. No, uh, uh. This ain't it. This ain't this ain't it. You can't do all that work because mm -hmm. you open that access to people. At the same time, it brings in people who some people they want the access just so they can really see you fail mm -hmm. and just record it and take mm -hmm. it as a snippet. Like, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> that's I'm, true. There have been people like I gave access to and I really like believed in them, and turns out they were really just around because they wanted to see old Elion again. Like, there's really people who really would say, like, bro, I miss you back when you used to do A, B, and C. I'm like, I almost died. Like, what? What? No. But, like, you bring those kinds of people in. And if even access to the wrong individuals can lead you down that path again. Yeah. So, like, me, I wouldn't. I have a very select group of friends and individuals. And even some people I count as friends, I don't talk to them every day. Because you can't. <laughs> You can't. You give people yeah. access to you. You give them access to the way you talk, the way you dress, and most importantly, your mind. Yes. This is my money. This is my everything. So I can't give it to everyone. I can give it to, I give it to God for free. I give it to the Holy Spirit every, every day of the year. But like an individual, a person, a man, a woman, like no, no, no one can have full access. Access. It's, it's beautiful when you can share your story, but with constraints. Like, if someone starts asking me, like, specific questions, then I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. why you want to know all that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, what's the intent? What's all this intent? Yeah. Like, I just gave you the, the basic rundown. But then there's some people who deserve that. There's some people who I do take a bigger step on because I feel as though this person is probably worse than I was. And now I'm trying to learn about, like, more stuff. But yeah. a lot of access that I give majority of the times it's through my story and then I go through after that and my story's still developing like I'm just 21 years old absolutely like I don't know what else is going to happen something just happened last <laughs> week but like there's more to the story but access is very much a I've realized is 
it's touchy. It it's is. It's touchy because it takes a lot to sit here and really say certain things. It is. Yeah. It's, um, you said something that was, that like put a light bulb in my head, mm-hmm. but you said some people deserve access and others don't. Some deserve more access than others. Mm-hmm. How do you decipher who gets more access than the other person? Mm. I, like me, I do this like fancy thing people don't realize. When I first meet someone, I have a conversation. I have like, <laughs> it's like a podcast. <laughs> like a podcast. You have a podcast I, in person with people? Literally. I like ask them questions about themselves and like start, so they won't realize what I'm doing. <laughs> but me, I'm really analyzing the mm-hmm. whole person I'm meeting. Because literally, you like, it's some, respectfully, like it's some girls you'll meet. They'll come to the Bible study. They'll be really nice. And outside, they're different. Outside, all they really want to do is just, mm. they want you to take them out. They want you to wine and dine them. Yeah. And like, you know, I'm like, no, I'm not about to, like, what? So I ask you a bunch of questions. You see how they answer certain things. There's some dudes, like, you meet them. They really aren't, like, around you for the certain things. Like, some people really want access to you for the access that you used to have. Mm-hmm. Like, and for that reason, I can't. So... But then there's certain people that I see and I talk to and I'm like, when they speak, even if they are in the lowest pit in the world, you see like a light bulb in them. You're like, dang, if only you just tweaked a couple of things. You are special. You are special. And I feel like, like, I don't know, I have this weird sense, not even weird. I have a spiritual gift of just being able to see when people are just Spiritually gifted. Discernment. Exactly. Isn't it, isn't it beautiful? Get discernment. It's great. <laughs> but like, so serious. Yeah. Like when people talk and they could be telling me something crazy like, Elian, I, I, I get high every single day, bro. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how to stop. How did you do it? And I'm just like, wow, you're going to be special one day. Mm. Just don't worry. Don't worry about that blunt. There's, Jesus going. There's promise and failure. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mm. And there's a lot of people, like, people have even called me. They're like, Elena, you don't understand, bro. Like, me, I try to kill myself one day, bro. I'm drunk every single day, bro. You don't know what it's like. I'm like, "Uh, (laughs) just wait until you hear my side of the story. (laughs) But it's like, yeah, when I see those kinds of people or just people, like, it doesn't even have to be that drastic because not everyone's life is that that crazy. Some people's life is just, they just got simple. I, I like to call it simple mess, you know? But like to them, it it, it yes. equals and weighs the same as it may for any other type of person. Yeah. And like, yeah, for those people, I really try to take them under my wing mm-hmm. with empathy and with grace. And we just, yeah, that those are the best people to see when their lives really change because they want it to change. Yeah. That's the thing. If someone wants their life to change, it bring will. It in. Yeah. Bring it in. But like, if you're just here for fun and games and you're trying to see if Eliano do this, this, that, and the third, if he's really who he said, get out of my face. You're wasting yeah. my time and you're, you're a snake. Like, but I think sometimes when people see growth in yeah. you as a leader, like they try to stunt on your growth. Like, yeah. I want to see you revert back that's to like, who you were. You want to see me snap for no reason. I don't reason. know what it is with those, like, uh, and those people, that's the thing. Like those, I call them my enemies. But at the <laughs> same time, like the Bible tells me I have to love them too. Yes. So those are the people that... <laughs> It's like uh, it's frustrating we, with them. It is frustrating. The only thing really that you can do is pray. Like that's <laughs> it. You can pray and give them minimal access, mm-hmm. like minimal. Like when they ask me for advice, I give it to them. Mm-hmm. I go away because be really, gone. you're not here for that. You're not here for that. You're here because you want to see me go backwards. And it's certain people like I don't know. Like, like why are you? Why are you who you? Like why are you doing this to me? Like. Like, some people really, like, call you on the phone and just tell you a bunch of stuff 
was asking you a bunch of stuff. And you're like, you wasting my time. Like you really wasting my time, or like they want you to give them advice to where you don't even. It's just so complicated. You can just tell that they're trying to get something. Yes, they're just trying to get something out of you. you Elion said this. No, Elion did this. Elion actually still does this. Like, like I'm not perfect. I'm 21 years old. I've been saved for like a year. Like, I think the challenging part about being a leader is that people have such high expectations on you. Sometimes they're so high that it's unrealistic. Yeah, and the and it's like they almost dehumanize you. Yeah. Which makes leadership exhausting. So yeah. I can see why somebody wouldn't want to be a leader. Yeah, I would say like this actually like this past this summer, I've kind of been on like like I've still been doing what I do like in the church and in my life and all that stuff. But I kind of took like a Step back, back a back pedal. Like in Bible study, like I didn't speak more. I made a more open discussion so I didn't have to talk. Cause it was becoming very like, like, oh my goodness. Like I felt like I had to be this perfect <laughs> Person, child. Especially yeah. when it's like in church and people they see Jesus as this perfectionist and anyone who follows him has to be a perfectionist especially when you preach you got to be perfectionist they take like you're not allowed to do a bad thing in your life so it's like when i do bad and the elion still does bad he's a man absolutely but like it's like you can't tell anybody because the person you might tell might go tell somebody might go tell somebody else tarnishing your character your character at the end of the day is all you have my character is all i have and if you tarnish my character i'm done Literally, I'm that's done. it. That's why, like, I try so hard this summer. Like, I've just been out took way. a backpedal and mm-hmm. I out the way, building up my character. But you're softer. Who? You're softer. You're lighter. I am. You are. I am. I don't carry. I'm not angry. Mm. I used to be angry. So, like, you can be a leader and be angry because you can be angry at your old self. So I used to be angry at my old self and walk with this kind of. I need to prove myself to everyone I walk into. Like if I like put me on this podcast six months ago, I'd probably be saying a bunch of stuff to make myself look, look good. good. But yeah. like now it's like, what's up? Like, <laughs> like I'm chilling. Like Yes. And that's how it's supposed to feel. Like, yeah. It's supposed to feel like. But that's the thing though. Like when you can, when you can lead with authenticity, Woo, boy, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. It's not even your life you begin to change. You begin to see other because people recognize real. No, like absolutely. really like real recognize real and people absolutely. know when you're lying. Absolutely. Like I like like you know you go to church and like you just hear a preacher preaching. And, you're and like, you just that's you made this sermon up in five minutes. You sure did. <laughs> and it's not really, you know, but then yeah. there's certain people you hear speak, not even a preacher, a motivational speaker, someone on a podcast, and you're like, yo. That is from they got the it. heart. They got it. Yep. They got it. That is the they word. The word it. is it. I'm sorry. I got. I get really jumpy sometimes. But it's like, yeah. yeah, it to have it to have your being and to flow from who you are and when where you are comes from a place of again character. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. I think a lot of people in this generation, yeah, um, in past generations, I think it's a generational wide thing, like mm-hmm. with everybody, but. People forget to chase wholeness fervently. Like you Sheesh. have to be whole in yeah. order to show up for anybody. Yeah. You can't be. You can't give half of yourself because yeah. you're not genuine. And when you're mm-hmm. not genuine, that facade just it's gonna crumble eventually. Yeah. You know, like one thing I pray for often is that God makes me whole before He gives me the tangibles. You know what I'm saying? Like, bless you, brother. Like, you know, no, 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 no. Like it's that. No, it's bless, real. Thank you, God. Like mm-hmm. for real, for real. But like it's important. We all, and it's hard. When you see social media, you see the cars, you see the money, you oh see the houses. Oh my God, social media trust, is destroying us. And trust me, <laughs> I had to delete it for for a minute because like... Going on hiatus was good. Go, going on hiatus with social media because it tarnishes your perspective of life. Mm-hmm. 
And when you really like begin to see life for fake and social media is fake, like it begins to change everything. Like your friends are going on vacation every two weeks and you're not like your friends are broke. Let me tell you that right now. Like there's no way your bro going to Cancun (laughs) and then Jamaica, like he's broke. He don't got no money. He really don't. Uh But like, if you really just stay locked down and you really just know who you are, you know, the spirit of God and let God just tell you like who he has made you to be. It becomes easier every single day because now you're not walking in a expectation to be, but you yourself know that everything that I have is inside of me. Like I didn't need to go out and figure out who Elion needs to be in order to become who I am right now. I had to It was in there. I had to realize the things on the outside is what's really stopping me from realizing what's on the inside. Mm-hmm. And when you can take a step away from the outside and take a look on the inside, it does something. It does something. The outside, it shifts. yeah, the outside becomes blessed because the inside shifting. is whole. Yeah, like, it's that core is, shifting. Yo, it's amazing. It's like someone shifting. gave me this phrase. It was like, uh, what what they say? It was like God looks on the inside and man looks on the outside. That's why God blesses the outside when you work on the inside. Mm. Because it's really like what the world thinks of you and what people want to say and the expectation they have. Like my biggest problem was like I wanted to be famous. And like the problem is like when you want to be famous and you're still broken in college, the only way you can be famous is if you go everywhere. Wait, did you? Let's talk about that real quick. Yeah. You want to be famous as in celebrity famous or you want to be famous on your campus? No, I want to be famous like everywhere. Like Like, celebrity. Like everywhere that I go. They know you. Yo, E, like Elion. Why did you want to be famous? Because you're seen. Because I oh. just felt invisible. Like, honestly, when people really, when you really consider the basis of everyone in this generation's problem, a lot of it is loneliness. It's fighting to be seen. It's fighting Absolutely. to be seen because you're always by yourself. That's why, like, literally in the Bible, when God created Eve and he said, like, it's not good for man to be alone, God knew what he was talking about. <laughs> God knew what he was talking about. Of course, he created like, the world. You, know, you feel me? God knew what he was talking about. Like, props to him. Because, like... You know what it's like when you're alone mm-hmm. and you know everyone is out doing something and you yourself and you're not. have yeah. no one, have no one. And the only friend that you have it's yourself and is God. yourself and God. And if you don't got God and it's just yourself, you're not sufficient. I'm telling you right now, you know, I already it's suck. It's real. I already it's suck. True. Like, so my, my back burner is what? Parties. Meet people that I've never met. Talk to people who are going to give me nothing. Drink a bunch of stuff. That's why people call get getting drunk, getting lit. Like you're not really lit. You just having you just change your exterior by changing your mindset. Some people call getting high, getting high, because we all really just crave at the end of the day a spiritual encounter with God. Mm-hmm. So we find it in other places. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you take all that away and understand that what I really crave is just God, and you go to Him, and He shows you, like yo, you just need me. Then I learned that like the Holy Spirit is my best friend, and if I have the Holy Spirit, honey, because I'm gonna talk to him. If, if, I, Thank you. I'm, I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna talk to him, and like he don't. He's everywhere. So if I'm in my room and everyone's out, and I have the Holy Spirit, I'm fine. It's sufficient. I don't need the bottle. I don't need the party because I have this person right here, right. And that's the most beautiful part about it all. That's what makes being alone fine. That's what took wanting to be famous. Away from me, because I don't need to be seen by anybody, because I serve an audience of one. Thank you, God. Like, <laughs> yeah. I said, um, I think I posted this on threads, but I was like, our tri- 
our seasons of triumph always birth the best God-given gifts. Mm. And like that might not mean something to anybody, but mm. I don't know if you've ever been in a season of isolation, but I experienced that my freshman year of college. Mm-hmm. And it didn't feel good going through the season, but I feel like I got a God-given gift because this podcast wouldn't be here if I had not sat yeah. down and said, I feel invisible mm-hmm. in my speaking. I know I have something to say, but I don't feel like anybody's listening. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But like, think about it. I don't want to keep talking about the Bible. So, so I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to keep talking about the Bible, but... Uh-huh. You can't know who you are if you don't take time for yourself. Like, you can go out every weekend. You can go on all the vacations. You can hang out with all the people. But at the end of the day, you're serving them. Mm -hmm. Until you really take time to sit with yourself, then it begins to really show you. And like, Christian or not, you learn about yourself when you're by yourself. Like, that's what people say sometimes. Wake up early in the morning before anything happens. Just think and journal and all that stuff. Like, because you really get to learn about yourself. That season of isolation that people go through where it's just lonely, that's, like, it's one of the best times it of your of life. Like, you might cry in it. You it's might, tough it's, going It through, might be but... tough, but once you get through and you're like, yo. Yeah, I'm on top. Voice of the Generation podcast. <laughs> that's what it is. Like, yes. I'm like, Elion, I love the gospel and I want to preach. Like, this is what it is, but you don't get that through hanging around with people every day. Yeah. Like, what am I going to gain through going out with the bros and just talking about girls nothing. and and n- money and nothingness? Like, it doesn't really allow you to think. So mm-hmm. isolation periods allow you to just think. Yeah. yeah. I think some, I hear this, um, people say this to me often, but they're like, you make me feel intimidated. And I, I honestly hate- You people, make me feel intimidated? Like, no, people tell me that I make them feel intimidated. Oh, word. So and I don't like that. Oh, no. And it hurt it, it doesn't hurt my feelings. Oh. That's wrong words, but like it frustrates me because I feel like part of intimidation is uh-huh. like a, a small aspect of it is like I want to be where you are, but I don't feel like I can. Jeez, I was and, about to say insecurity, <laughs> but I was like, don't say it, don't say but, it, don't say it. <laughs> but it's real. Like yeah. there's always somebody that we aspire to be or look up to. But mm-hmm. it's like we got to get out of our out of a space where it's like I want to be like you and I want to do what you do and it's yeah. like I want to look at my character and I want to see where I want to go. Yeah. Like not what do I do? I can't validate my success by what do I do, but who I am. Mm-hmm. Because who you are is what carries you. It's what sustains you. Mm-hmm. Like I, like I realize like, like you said like there's someone that wants to be like me. Yeah. And I want to be and like And you somebody. don't even know. Yeah. And like we don't we might not even know each other, but again like there's someone that's always watching you. Like, but you, on the other hand, are always watching someone. Someone, exactly. So I never feel like if someone's like, it should never be I'm intimidated by you. Yeah. But it should really be how I'm motivated. I need, I'm motivated to be like you. Can you help me? Yeah. Like, that's the thing. That's when you have to put pride aside. Like, the only way. You can really be like someone is if you ask them questions. But why would you want to be like somebody? You got to that, be the first that's the thing. you. There's that's only thing. one that's you the, in this world. I feel that. I don't, don't, don't hurt the mic now. <laughs> don't hurt the mic. <laughs> but now, like, I think the thing is, like, in life, like, what I'm doing, like, you're not the first woman to start a podcast. Absolutely not. Like, there's a lady somewhere who you probably watched, and you can ask her questions. How did you get your podcast to be like this? And take those things and bring it to cater for you. That's what I'm saying, like... I feel like we need to start asking people, like, what did you do Hello. to get here? And like, we don't ask that. And we don't Can ask I questions. Can I have a picture with you? Instead, Can I have your signature? You feel me? No. Instead, it's, 
why she do her podcast like that? If I had a podcast, it would I, be like I, would, I wouldn't wear no black shirt. You feel me? If yes. I had a podcast, I wouldn't wear no gold. My chains would be silver. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't have black mics. I wouldn't have mm-hmm. these kind of like. But like, it's like at the end of the day, you're really saying, "Dang, I just wish I, I had wish a podcast." I like, I just wish I could do it. It was frustrating you getting here. Don't think it was easy. That's the thing, though. We. we re- it was really frustrating. Yeah. Like coming, I was in. I was still in school. Not really like working, working. Yeah. Um, trying to start this up. Trying to get a team together because I'm like, Lord only knows what I don't even know what I'm doing. I don't. Yeah. I didn't even know how to work this system until <laughs> literally a few hours today. Like, and I and this is and and I feel like people forget that sometimes you have to tap into your community as a leader. Yeah. Like I couldn't do this on my own. Like I knew, but yeah. so much, yeah. but I had to call him Elias because he knows more than me yeah. in some area. Shout out, Hello. Elias. Yeah, shout out, because he he figured out this whole entire system. I wouldn't have done it on my own. Yeah. And I think sometimes as leaders, especially young leaders, we think that we gotta figure it out on our own. We gotta learn everything on our own. We have to know it. You have to walk into a space like you know something. Yeah. And it's like I know something, but I'm also a student of the game because that's the only way I'm gonna grow. Yeah. I'm like. The only way you really advance in life is with other people. Like, there is nothing on this earth that someone did that they did it by themselves. Like, like you might look at the biggest person on earth, like, I don't know, like any preacher that I God. look at. Like, like I look at, like, a dude, like, who's really tough right now? Who's, who's one of my top favorite <laughs> preachers? Like, a dude like Billy Graham, who really, like, took over and was, like, just preaching in stadiums. Mm-hmm. It might just be him in front of the mic, but he has a team of people that get him to where he is, that plan the event. Like, you need certain people. You don't have a podcast without a sound guy. Hello? Like, you feel me? Hello? Shout out to him. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, at the end of the day, like, a lot of us feel as though we're in competition. Yeah. So we don't ask for help. It's unfortunate. Yeah, because, like, Mm -hmm. say you start making millions. Mm -hmm. Then I got to pay the sound guy? How much money is he going to take? Then what if I got to start flying the people out who who are my... I don't know what it is. Confirmation. It's, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Next year. Bring bring me back. Bring me back. Fly me out <laughs> from where I'm at. Yeah, down the street. Yeah. <laughs> I'll send a private jet for you. You feel me? <laughs> feel me? But like, yeah, we think that there's this big old competition, but I really mm-hmm. believe in abundance. Woo. And like, no, seriously, if God created this entire world, he created everything. And for us to have everything that he wants us to have, you don't think he'd make enough? You don't think he make enough? If God wants all of us to eat, why wouldn't he make enough food? Like, yeah, so sick. But that's but you can look at his legacy and see how how he did it. Like, he God had twelve disciples, eventually more, mm-hmm. but he had those twelve disciples that he nurtured. Yeah, and they went out to reach other people, yeah. and that's literally the, what leadership should be. Mm-hmm. You should be tapping into those people, yeah. and giving them the skills necessary Yeesh. to reach into the next yeah. person that doesn't necessarily see themselves mm-hmm. like as a leader. Yeah, like like if you can't, if your leadership is not about inspiring people, you're not a leader. You're not a leader. Period. You're not a leader. I said what I said. Good leader, <laughs> bad leader. But if you're a leader, and the only reason why you're a leader is so they can see your face. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, because no. You're not the, doing what you're supposed to. At the end of the day, I'm actually training people to say the same words that, that I'm I say, saying if in not their better. way. If not, actually to be better, because yes, you know my does. you know my story. So you you got the cheat code. Yes. So take this and run with it. And the 10 people that I influence, you yourself go influence 10 people. Those yeah. 10 people influence 10,000, 10,000, 1 million. Let's do it. That's how you take over the world. Mm-hmm. But so many people, it's like it's everyone, the, the mindset that I have, I can't give out for free. I can't this, that, and the third. Like, what? Mm-hmm. Could you imagine if Jesus never told nobody nothing? 
we'd have no Bible. Exactly. <laughs> Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Like, mm-hmm. if we don't talk to them, then we don't get the New Testament. Like, yeah. but yeah, we got to be more, we got to be more vulnerable as a generation, mm-hmm. honestly, in expressing the things that we've gone through in mm-hmm. honesty and wholeheartedness and not be ashamed of it. Yeah. And yeah. this is why we're here. Yeah. <laughs> Voice of the generation. Yes, you can't be a culture shifter without acknowledging your past. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Talk about it. Talk about it. Talk about it. And dude. I think that it's me versus me every time. Mm-hmm. Like I had to learn that, but it's literally me versus me. Yeah. I want to be better than me every single time. Mm-hmm. I'll choose me every single time. Yeah. I don't to know. do better than. I don't know. See, the thing is, like, I'm like a Christian and a preacher, so they might come at me for this. Like back when I used to listen to like rap music all the time, like there was a song by Moneybag Yo called "Me Versus Me." <laughs> Boy, I used to play that thing every day. Like, like mm-hmm. one bar he, lately. Feel lately, I feel like it's been me versus me, and I just used to be in my room, just like really like going because, like, literally, that's how it, it feels. feels. Like, that's like sometimes, if yeah. you cannot, the only person in this world you need to defeat is yourself. Yeah. Cause like, oh my goodness, I want the Christians. Be, the devil been working, y'all. Devil been, no, he hasn't. No, it's he actually hasn't. you. You lazy. You're lazy, yeah. and you're a procrastinator. That's why you ain't getting no work done. <laughs> Like, but if you can just get out of your own head and get out of your own mind and really you begin to see things start moving mm-hmm. and that's the most beautiful part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was there ever a part in your life where you were like, I'm disinterested in being a leader? Like once you've recognized that you're a leader, mm. was there ever a time where you were like, all right, there's some disinterest because of the accountability, because of the, the visibility that comes with this? I would say no, mm-hmm. but... There has been times where like I haven't done I haven't done certain things or started certain things because I know what it's gonna lead to. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like okay, Elian, we just prepared this really good, really good message. Like you're about to sing this really nice song. You know people gonna come to you after this and like really ask you for like what led you to this. Then I think like okay. So this is now 10 more people that need my help. This is now like, I'm now, more lives are counting on me. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. So like, it's like subconsciously, like the fear in that will allow you to slow down the rate you're going at. But I realized like, the only thing that really stops you is the fear of yourself. And it's not like I'm afraid to be successful, but it's like the fear of when you get to success, the responsibility that comes with it. People don't talk about that. Yeah. The fear of success. Like, I know what I'm supposed to yeah. do. I actually kind of know how to get there. But when I get but there. But when I get there. Like, dang. Like, I want to be a millionaire, but I know once I get tax. it. But tax. And, like, they're going to start the taking people, this. Yeah. The people. Like, I want to be a really good preacher. But, like, then my church has 800 people in it a service looking at me, asking me for advice. That's crazy. But, like. Then we got to understand and have, like I always tell people, respect your gift because you didn't give it to you like God did, right? Crazy, right? That was, that was <laughs> thank crazy. You, thank you, Holy Spirit. But like, <laughs> seriously though, like God gives every gift to us on purpose. And if we don't give it, it's like literally we all have lights. Like if you turn mm-hmm. off that light, you're now dark skinned. If we turn off this light, <laughs> I can't be seen. <laughs> that, that, but that's the thing though. If you turn yeah. off your light in the world, mm-hmm. you can't see something. Yeah. You can't see something. So we all got to keep our light shining and respect the gift is what I always say. Respect the gift. Oh, I need a call. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's been good talking to you. Oh. We're going to end on a high note. You Stop know. playing. It's good. It's good. <laughs> so um, what would you tell the person that feels like they are a leader in disguise and doesn't know where to start? 
<sighs> Ooh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what would I tell the person who's a leader in disguise and they don't know where to start? Mm-hmm. In all honesty, <sighs> there's this man. <laughs> there's this man. And he died for you and for me. He died for the fact that we don't know where to start. And he died for the fact that today, tomorrow, and yesterday, we all make mistakes that make us feel worthless and make us feel like we have no meaning. Mm -hmm. And if you just take little moments in your day to recognize and get to know this man, his name is Jesus Christ, like, he'll show you the avenue. And, like, when I was sitting on that bathroom floor, ready to take my life, like, it was like someone whispered in my ear and was like, stop. Like, you have a purpose. There's a reason why you're here. And when I heard that and I was like, I literally, I looked at those pills and I was like, I can't. I can't. Like, I'm robbing someone of something. So, like, understand that there is something inside you. No matter how much you feel like you may be worthless or that your leadership is so much in disguise, you yourself can't even recognize it. It's there. It's there. Everyone has a purpose. Everyone has a meaning. Everyone has a gift. And if you just give it a little bit of respect and give Jesus just a little bit more respect, like you will see a magnificent difference in your life. Yeah, that's what I would tell that person. Take a leap of faith. Try something new out. Give God just a little bit more time. Talk to him and see what happens when he talks back. That was deep. (laughs) (laughs) That was deep. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thank you. Do the auntie thing. Where they? (laughs) (laughs) You're crazy. (laughs) Thank you guys for joining us. Make sure you tune in every Tuesday and Thursday. Tuesday on all streaming platforms. Audio only every Thursday on YouTube. And thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, Imani. <laughs> I'm glad you came. Oh, this was lit. This was lit. This was That's lit. That's a wrap. That's a wrap.